found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Friday edition of Tidbits, the 22nd day of July. And Matthew, you were right. Yesterday we didn't hit the expected <laughs> high. Told you. Yep. Now today they backed it off. Yeah, I noticed that. Plus the 90, so. Yes. I guess it's... Um, appearing to them that, uh, hey, we're not quite right here. Let's uh, get back out there and take a look. Well, we might want to back it off a bit. I don't know. (laughs) I was coming from the shelter they live in (laughs) well underneath the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I I want you to imagine this. this. This would be terrible. This from Fogelsville, Pennsylvania where police shot a 15-foot snake to death in order to save a guy it was strangling. Oh, my gosh. They were called to a home for a man in cardiac arrest with a snake wrapped around his neck. When the police arrived at the house, the 28-year-old man was lying on the floor unresponsive with a middle portion of a large snake wrapped around his neck. One of the officers was able to shoot the snake in its noggin without causing any further injury to the man. After the gunfire wounded the snake, they were able to pull the man to safety. Rushed to the hospital as condition unknown. The snake did die from the gunshot. I just... Again, why do you want to have a snake like that as a pet? So it probably got out. Yeah. It's just... (sighs) And it's a, you know it's a thick snake. It's thick, right? You know it's. I just uh, I don't know. I have no desire to have a snake as a pet. No. Never have. I like how the well, the, the snake died from the gunshot. <laughs> of course it did. It got shot in the head. It's a snake. What's yeah. well, the snake lived to <laughs> maybe maybe a fifteen foot long python has a hard <laughs> noggin and the bullet the bullet would ricochet. We don't know. He's got a little bit of a twitch, but he's he, he's. <sighs> this uh, is another terrible, terrible story. The guy was found naked, missing an arm, was hospitalized after being attacked by a gator in Manatee County, Florida. Come on. Naked and missing an arm. Yeah. How terrible. Florida Fish and Wildlife received a report of the guy identified as 43-year-old Eric Murda had been bitten near Lake Manatee Fish Camp in Mayaka City. A group of people found him Wednesday evening behind a fence, naked, along County Road 675. They're still trying to confirm this, but a man who found Murda said he told them a gator ripped off his arm days ago. Days ago? And it had taken him quite some time to find his way out of the woods. He's recovering in a hospital after what was left of his right arm was amputated near the shoulder. A trapper was dispatched to the area to locate the gator. They're still investigating what led up to this gator bite. I just You're in the woods naked? <laughs> That's what what you, the naked part is the <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? 
was he skinny dipping? And again, that wouldn't be highly recommended, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't imagine. In Florida. No. I just can't imagine having your arm bitten off by a gator. It just... Um, no. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Well, so far, happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully you're enjoying tidbits. Now you'll have nightmares of large snakes and gators. What a great start to the show today, Dale. Thank you. I just, uh, you know, that's just scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. This will make you feel better. Of course, we know that no one hit Tuesday night's Mega Millions. Right. Now they say the jackpot's at $660 million. And we'll have a little info on that coming up, but right. six hundred sixty million. That's the. Uh, they say that it's the third largest in the game's history. I've got a feeling that somebody's going to hit it. Yeah. Probably from Maryland. Okay, I'm going to go with Maryland. Maryland, huh? That's just a, that's so much money. It is. And, of course, it still could go higher by the time of the drawing. More tickets sold, the higher it goes. Matt will tell you all about that coming up, though. That's right. And it's so darn hot, (laughs) okay, that squirrels are resorting to splooting to stay cool. (laughs) Splooting. Splooting? Is where they lay on their stomachs with all four sprawled across... They're ah. out. They're just splooting. Sure. <laughs> a television station in Texas decided they'd uh, focus on this. <laughs> Dallas, Texas shared a video of a particularly clever squirrel splooting across a sidewalk vent. There you go. <laughs> a little breeze going. Yeah. That's the stuff. <laughs> the squirrel's Facebook account, Squirrels of UT. At the University of Texas at Austin, once explained the benefits of splooting for squirrels. Spreading out like that's a prime way for squirrels to cool in the heat, and they don't sweat or pant. So if There you, you see, go. If you see a squirrel laid out like that, number one, it could be dead. <laughs> number, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> number two, be cautious because it may not be. Right. And he may be angered if, should you disturb him while he's splooting. While he's splooting. I've never heard that no, term before. I, I, first time I have ever heard that. Yeah, never heard that before. I think we all just gained a, except for maybe squirrel hunters, maybe they know. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. But I think for many of us, we just gained a wrinkle in our brain. When you learn something new, you gain a wrinkle. If I were to see it, I would call it sprawl. He's all sprawled out. That's what I would say. Yeah. I would say splooted. He's all splooting. That squirrel over there splooting. <laughs> but see, now if you see it, you can explain that. Yeah. You're educated, and now you could talk about squirrels with a little more wisdom than you had. A little more wisdom, yes. <laughs> it's I needed more squirrel wisdom in my life. I'm glad I, I have that this morning. Thank you, Dale. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll dig around. I'll find some more stuff to really brighten our Friday. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. As we take a break, let's check news with Karen. <laughs> And finally, we teased this earlier, but tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over an estimated $600 million. Let me get the um, current 
total right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. $660 million. That's a big one. Wow. Uh, play Mega Millions for just the jackpot. Get two quick picks for three bucks. Play responsibly. I have yet to buy one for yeah. the. Uh, and again, for me, it's just the, the matter of having to get out of the vehicle. Right. And, uh, and go know. inside and. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, and then while I'm there, I'd probably want to scratch off and then I'd stand there and scratch that. People you know? would be angry yeah. at you. When did people do that? And you would spill your pop all over the place. <laughs> they, they still do that. <laughs> It's like get out, get you know. Out. Get <laughs> or they'll set at the pump and scratch it there. Hmm. You know, at least they're not at the counter, but they're not moving away from the move away from the pump. <laughs> I got I got in trouble for that once. Oh no! Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never even used the pump. I didn't. You parked at the pump, which is a no-no in my book. Okay. Man, she was so mad. At and me. you you paid the piper. I did. I did. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. It's 6.37. We've got uh, some messages and we'll be back with Tidbits. This is Tidbits. It's a Friday edition of Tidbits. It's 6.40. And, um... Several people who filled up at a Phillips 66 gas station in Hartford, Connecticut, ended up being shocked to find out they filled their tanks with water. No. <laughs> Seriously? Water. Oh, man. The result was damage to folks' cars. The State Department of Consumer Protection asked anyone who may have had their cars damaged by the gas station to put in claims. One woman had uh, filled up a tank with $53 worth of what she assumed was gas, hopped on the highway, and not even a minute or two into the trip up the highway, her car stalled out. She waited for a tow truck in heavy rain on Interstate 91. Mm. What a day for you, you know? It's got to (laughs) rain. She learned later that she didn't just have water pouring down on her car, it was also running through the gas lines. Two days later, she was still without her Kia, she faced over $1,000 in damage. Wow. The gas station owner explained that Monday's heavy rains were likely to blame and that they saturated the parking lot and got down into the station's tanks. That's uh, <laughs> kind of iffy, isn't it? Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, you know, you always hear about that, you know. There's always a know-it-all. Well, I got gas, and you know, I don't get gas there. They water it. You know, it's always you know that's water. You know, it's come on. It's always that know-it-all. I, I did. I that's funny. I used. I used to. I know a guy that's. Um, he's like, yeah, I only get gas at whatever station. I'm like, okay. He's like, that way I know if I get bad gas. Has that been an issue in your life, like all these years, like? I don't know. I, <laughs> you know. If I've ever had bad gas, I didn't know it. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. No, I had no idea. Of course, we let ours run down. To, you know, well, yeah. We've been reprimanded. Called knuckleheads and everything else. That. But, you know, especially with prices, you wait to the last minute. Yeah. And you pay the consequence, whether it's up that day or lower. Right. <laughs> you need it now and you get it. <laughs> need gas now. <sighs> 
don't know if you've ever seen a dog that uh, got too close to a porcupine, but they've got a picture of a poor pup that uh, <laughs> he certainly did. He's playful. He wanted to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio Pets Alive shared photos on Facebook of one and a half-year-old nugget <laughs> and American Staffordshire Terrier mix with a face full of quills <laughs> after his unsuccessful attempt at playing with a porcupine. <laughs> he was playing in his foster parents' backyard when he met the porcupine, but Nugget ended up with hundreds of quills in his face and legs. Poor Nugget. <laughs> he was rushed to the ER. <laughs> He's just trying to make a friend. <laughs> Poor guy. He had x-rays, fluids, quill removal surgery, anesthesia, medications, and more. <laughs> All from this one, one costly procedure. His surgeries are already at 2500 bucks. And is due for a follow-up and stitch removal in the next couple of weeks. His most recent x-ray, the vet isn't sure if the lines on the x-rays are quills, air pockets from removed quills or abscesses. Mm. So he's still got, you know, stuff to go. <laughs> Poor guy. They are asking for uh, donations to help cover the cost of Nuggets medical bills, and I'm sure they'll get some help. Right. Any uh, funds left over? After covering Nuggets' bills, we'll go towards the other dogs and cats that the rescue saves each year. So he's a foster dog. Okay. He's just temporarily living at this house. And uh, it, it, it just looks like he's got a whiskers full of porcupine quills. <sighs> and then you know, something I've always suspected and something I've told you. Yeah. That if we did this, I probably wouldn't get much accomplished. Sure. According to a recent study, remote workers really are pretending to work, <laughs> but pretending to work is hard work. So they do enough that they got to pretend like they're doing something, but <laughs> instead of doing what they're supposed to. Right. They, they put all their efforts yeah. into pretending. <laughs> it says they waste an extra 67 minutes each day doing menial tasks. For the express purpose of proving to their managers and colleagues that they're still available and working. Mm. Seven and ten who work during the hours that work best for them, which are not necessarily when their colleagues are online, report high levels of worry that people won't recognize that they're working. <laughs> wow. Half reported feeling pressure, pressure. to show their online status. By replying to emails and Slack messages, <laughs> adding comments to Google Docs, or updating project management tools. It says the time would be better spent on almost anything else, <laughs> but when it comes to producing quality work, flexibility trumps all. 81% say they're more productive <laughs> and create higher quality output when they're able to work flexible hours and agree that being online on at certain times, just for the sake of being online, is counterproductive. So basically what they're saying is, is if I get to do my job when I want, yeah. I'm going to be better for you. But if I have to pretend to work when you want me to work, then you're going to get less out of me. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? I don't know. If I didn't have to come to work, 
I don't know that I do I do anything, okay? <laughs> but let's put this in perspective. All right. Let's say we did this show okay. at noon rather than 621 in the morning. Okay. Would this show be better? No. <laughs> <laughs> It would still suck. Yeah. But it, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what time of day we do it, Matt. It would still be, yeah, still be pretty still, yeah. mediocre. It'd be, it'd be adequate. We, <laughs> we do enough to we, get by. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, would we be would we be more on it, more you know, apt to be funnier? Would we, you know, be more engaging at 10.30 rather than 6.30 in the morning, you know? I don't know. But again, you know, now if I, if we did this from our, let's say home. Yeah. And we had our studio set up and we're just doing basically what we do, but from home. Right. You know, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I guess my personality needs to get out of the house, to come. Right. You know, I. I don't because I don't think I'd accomplish much at home. I just uh, I'd lay in bed. One of our biggest shows ever was from my kitchen. <laughs> yes, but so. that was a Christmas special. That was a Christmas that was special. A special. <laughs> it was a Christmas special. But that was one of our biggest shows ever. Was our yeah. Christmas special from my living or from my kitchen? And I had someone at the fair ask me, "You guys going to do another like remote show?" And I looked at him. He's like, "You know, from your kitchen." <laughs> so. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I did. it's just, um, for me personally, having a place to go gives me a reason to get up, okay? If I'm working at leisure at home mm-hmm. in a different profession, I you know, I probably would start later, you know, and then wouldn't, <laughs> you know, it's like, and then lose interest. Right. Get sidetracked by TV or something, you know. You got those charts done, Lyle? <laughs> Uh, yeah, boss. Um. <laughs> so I don't think it, you know, for me it would. Now, maybe for you, you know, because you do a lot of your, your job away from the site well, anyway. Right, I do. You know, so. um, I don't know. I just, I have to wonder. I mean, I, and I've said this before. I have to wonder if the generations coming up behind us, okay, yeah. if they're not going to completely turn the idea of what work looks like on its head. You know, four-day work week, much more flexible schedules, you know. Yeah. Maybe if, not even reporting to a, a solid building. Exactly. Yeah. You know, is is that the future? Maybe. You know, if someone can give you good quality work, but they do it at 8.30 at night rather than 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just from the era of... Oh, I know. I know. And that's... Plus, I'm late in my career, and I just don't give a hoot. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. But I mean, I just... I really think the generations behind us are going to absolutely up in yeah. what we think of work. Okay. For sure. Well, what do you got going this weekend? I don't know, man. Okay. I'm not sure. What do you... So right now, you? it's kind of open. Me? Of course, you know, I'm dedicated. I'll work tomorrow. Yeah. Because I, you know, got to do that show. Yeah. Or I wouldn't know what to do. That's true. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Depends on if it rains and, you know, stuff like that. So, anyway, have a good one, whatever you do. We just got a text about you and I doing the show later in the day. 
But you guys were such a fun start to my day. See? See? No, see you can't. How much more fun will we be at, you know, 1030 <laughs> rather than 630 is all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, but then I'd be getting hangry. Well, by then okay. we'd, we'd both be. <laughs> we'd be at each other's throats. We would be. We'd be much angrier version. <laughs> read your life, read. <laughs> so, have a good weekend. Hey, you too, buddy. See you later. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.